This shit could go on the take. Bitches loving my drive, I never give it a break. Get these niggas the look, the verse, and even the hook. That's why every song sound like Drake featuring Drake. Straight, white free, why is it always me? Got us watching our words like it's wide taps on the team. Cause I show love, never get the same out of niggas. Guess it's funny how money could make change out of niggas for real. Some nobody started feeling themselves. A couple somebody started killing themselves. And a couple albums this is Dump on the Yump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. Tonight is Tuesday, May 14th, although you're probably listening to this on a different day. Broadcasting from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me this evening, as per usual, are Sam and Eli. Fellas, how's it going? Hey, Joel, this is Sam. I'm broadcasting at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Welcome, everybody, to the C-Block. 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 What's up, everyone? This is Eli. I'm coming at you uh, from Boston. We got a doozy for you today. Oh, I thought you were going to follow that up with something. You just uh, a doozy. I was like, oh, what's Eli's doozy? And then you just kind of trailed off. I was just setting you up. I was like a you know, setter in a volleyball. Oh, okay, okay. Alley-oop. Alley-oop. Here we go. Yeah. It is Tuesday right now. We're watching game one of the Western Conference Finals. Between the Portland Trailblazers and the Golden State Warriors. Rip City, baby. Rip City. Rip, Rip City. City. Um, so you're probably listening to this on Friday. So you know you're in the future. You know more than we do. But as of right now, the series is 0-0. Zero, zero. Go Trailblazers. Guys, what do you think is going to happen in this series? Well, first off. Big congrats to Rip City for pulling it out um, in their last series against Denver. It did not feel like they were going to win that series um, later as it got further and further into the series. But they they were able to, and Lillard played well, and, um, you know, McCullum. this McCullum, who played out of his mind, played out of his mind, has been playing out of his mind. Just wanted to say big shout out to them. With that said, I'm not sure that they match up particularly well against uh, Golden State. Um, I'm I'm on the Portland Trailblazer bandwagon right now because the Celtics lost pitifully, um, which is just heartbreaking. But we don't have to go down misery lane right now. <laughs> um, let's talk about the positive stuff. The Trailblazers, I you know, even if McCollum continues to play well and Lillard plays well, um, I just I'm not sure that they match up well enough in the three, four, and five to uh, to beat a team that essentially has six All Stars in their first six players. So right. uh, that's going to be tough for them. I'm rooting for them. I'm not going to be surprised if they lose. I think that they have to pray that Kevin Durant's injury is worse than they are saying it is. He's not playing in game one. Right. And that's good because they said he was going to play in game one. So they got to hope that 
somebody they gotta hope that somebody Tanya Harding's him and like aggravates that (laughs) that injury because I think that if he comes back even playing at you know 50% I think that he tips the scales Uh I also think and I don't know anything about basketball so this is coming directly (laughs) out of my asshole but you obviously know a lot about figure skating with that Tanya Harding right. reference there. Yeah, no, she, she, you know, there was that movie. Right. Um, anyway, point is, I think that the Golden State Warriors are a lot taller than the... And longer. Than Rip City. The, the, the wingspan is longer. Yeah, but I just feel like... they've always done. I feel like they're they're so tall, and Rip City is not particularly tall, I don't think. Well, they've got their forwards. Rip City's got their cadre of big, dumb-looking white guys, right? And, and Myers Leonard, Zach Collins, and Enos Cantor, who in the last series against Denver did a pretty good job of kind of gang defending. Denver's big guy, Jokic, no, uh, what's Jokic's last, what's Jokic's close name? Jokic. Boris? No. <laughs> it's like, it's like. I was saying Yusuf Nurkic, and it's not that. Anyway, Jokic. Um, it's Vera. No. 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 The point is, is that Golden State is a completely different team. <laughs> I think that the only chances Portland Trailblazers have is that they need Willard and McCollum to at least match Curry and Clay Thompson. Right? Their one and their two have to play as well as Golden State's two and three. Then Portland's big advantage is actually their bench because Golden State really doesn't have anyone coming off the bench to give them quality time. And then Portland needs to get lucky. You need Lillard to go off two games. You need McCollum to go off one game. And then you need some kind of bench game where some combination of Harkless, Aminu, and Hood or something show up out of nowhere to win a game for you. And you need somebody to to defend Kevin Durant. You're not going to stop Kevin Durant, but I do think Portland's got long guys who can hassle him. Yeah. Obviously, the best way to get into Kevin Durant is to make fun of his how few Twitter followers he has. And, you know, like, get in his head. Right. Because that's what the Clippers did, and it worked. You can get into Kevin Durant's head. The other funny thing about Kevin Durant is nobody else on Golden State's team likes him. Did you see how excited they were in Game 7 against the... uh, Not Game 7, Game 6 against the Houston Rockets when they found out that Kevin Durant was not going to play? They don't like Kevin Durant. Yeah. And so you can, like, build that wedge and be like, yo, Kevin, you don't have any friends. Like, 
Draymond Green wishes he could punch you in the balls. He's going to punch you in the balls. He is your teammate, and he's going to punch you in the balls. Hey, uh, can I just say something real quick, unrelated? Sure. Just in the spirit of us um, broad recording this earlier in the week, it is Tuesday evening, and uh, Chris Sale just came out of the game that he's pitched against the Colorado Rockies, pitching seven innings and striking out 17 batters. Damn. Dang. They took him out? He gave up. Uh, he was cruising, but then he gave up uh, two runs. Uh, the seventh. Two-run jack. Yeah. To who? Who hit it? Nolan Arenado. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. So I'm not making a pick in the Western Conference Finals. Um, Rip City, but I'm not making a pick because I saw what happened to Eli when he made a pick. So I'm not jinxing my team, Eli. Okay, okay. Hold on. You got to make a pick. You can't just, like, remove yourself from the equation. Yeah, I'm not making a pick. This is dump on the up. We make picks on this show. Yeah, this is <laughs> you pull the fucking trigger here. This is the this, C block. You get wild situations. That's what goes on on the fucking C block. All right, here's my pick. Uh, the Trailblazers draft LeBron James and win in six. There you go. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> That's a C block pick right there. Yeah. <laughs> like uh the commissioner of the NBA, Silver, he realizes that viewership is too low, so he changes the rules in order to allow LeBron James to play against the Golden State against whoever happens to be playing against the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> right. And it all turns out to be a massive marketing ploy for LeBron James is Looney Tunes presents right. Space Jam 2 right. starring it's LeBron actually, James. It's actually Act 3 of Space Jam 2. Right. Like, they film it like they have all the Hollywood crews in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pick. That's yeah. a fucking pick right there. Yeah, I'll allow it. I'm going to pick the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> in, in five. <laughs> Sam with the conservative vote. <laughs> yeah, everybody on the internet is saying Warriors in four or five. I, I, I honestly think Portland will put up a better fight than that. Yeah, not... that's true, actually. Yeah. Warriors in six. Um, well, can I just say something about Boston? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> The Celtics really pittered out um, against the Milwaukee Bucks after winning a commanding first game. They really couldn't pull anything else out of the hat and ended up losing the next four. But um, And today, uh, Terry Rozier went on a couple different shows, who is the backup point guard for the Boston Celtics, and just essentially said that playing on this team was super hard and that playing with Kyrie is just the worst and he wants out. Um, which was, you know, 
I'm all for people. A lot of people were got angry at at him saying, you know, this doesn't accomplish anything. What are you doing? Uh, this doesn't help anyone, including yourself. But I tend to gr- disagree. It's like you hold your tongue all year about a shitty situation, and then the game's over, and everything could possibly look completely different in the next year. Now is the time to vent. So oh. I say I- go for it, Terry. So I've got a couple of hot takes about that, but first I have a question. I was surprised at all the media immediately going to Kyrie's leaving Boston. I I was surprised by that. Is that stupid of me? Is that a, a sure thing? The feeling has been all year that Kyrie will not come back to Boston in both the way that he talks and in the way that um, the team seems to feel about him. Boston is not terribly fond of off-court angst, and um, a lot comes with Kyrie. Right. So, so my my impression, I've been thinking about this, my impression of Kyrie Irving is he's the guy who comes to the staff meeting and talks a whole fucking shit ton of nonsense but thinks he's saying something really smart and nobody is willing to step up and tell him to shut the fuck up and he doesn't know what he's talking about because right. everybody's he, just everybody else is just there for bagels and to go home he like shows up and talks a lot at the meeting but he hasn't read any of the prep material for the meeting right. and like is thus like so far off base or covering things that already have been covered via email before right. the meeting. Yeah. Right. This could have been <laughs> if he read the email, he would have realized this. Right. Right. And like the the secretary who's taking notes and has to like keep writing it everything down that he's saying. And he makes the meeting go forty five minutes longer than it has to. Right. Right. Because also he was late. Oh he was really late. <laughs> He doesn't check his email. I'd say all of that is a pretty good rundown of who Kyrie is. I mean, if you've ever heard a post-game interview with the guy, it's kind of like, what? Right. <laughs> it's it. He doesn't. It's like he doesn't think or speak in full sentences. So <laughs> it, it's it's difficult to follow his train of thought. And I know a, a plenty of people who are like that. And you know, having good diction is certainly not a prerequisite of being good at basketball. So I don't hold that against him. But I do I think that he's highly dramatic yeah. and a bit of a head case, as as many NBA stars are. Right. Uh, he's a diva. Kind of, you, right. And you put up with those things <clears throat> if you can win, right? But if you, if you don't win, then what's the point? I mean, the, the Celtics made it further last year without him. Right. I would like to reiterate what I said last week, though. Right, it's not his fault, blah, I blah, blah. I don't think it was Kyrie's fault. Right. I don't think he should be blamed. But I don't think that the franchise and him are going to have a happy relationship going forward. I'm just talking base numbers. They made it further without him last year. That's true. <clears throat> like, they made it further with Terry Rozier last year. Right. Agreed. So here's the thing I'm really excited about is now all the New York Knicks fans on the internet are 
convinced that they're going to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the offseason. And I say bring it. Do you realize how much of a fucking disaster that's going to be to have, like, Zen Master nonsense Kyrie Irving and Mr. I have no self-worth, so I come up with sock puppet Twitter accounts, Kevin Durant, playing together with each other in Madison Square Garden? They're going to finish, like, 15 and 62. Like, they're gonna, it'll be a garbage fire and hilarious. Or it'll be, like, crazy talking to crazy, and it'll really work well, you know? <laughs> They'll just really... Right. <laughs> really get along with each other, right? Yeah. At chaos, chaos, and you know they're not gonna cancel. They'll cancel each other out. Like Kyrie Irving will be like, "The world is flat, and aliens control our minds." And Kevin Durant will be like, "Cool, yeah." Cool. Hold on, I'll tweet about it. Yeah, I'll tweet about that with my alter ego. That's awesome. Good. I really was looking for a, another angle to add to my fake Twitter account. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it could be the fucking garbage fire that consumes the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that could be it. That's the tipping point, right? <clears throat> That's the formula. Oh, now I'm even more excited. <laughs> oh, um, by the way, uh, I'm just getting a notification on my phone saying that. That Chris Sale uh, outing, he became the first pitcher in MLB history with 17-plus Ks while pitching seven or fewer innings. So there you go. Damn. Is it at Coors? No, it's in Boston. Oh, okay. Um, through, I just, we don't talk about hockey much on this podcast because none of us are too into hockey. But I, I will say that in the continuation of Boston being great at sports, that the uh, Bruins have been playing lights out and are um, have won the first two games so far, currently playing as we are recording now, and they're winning 2-1 to one in the second period. So could go up 3 nothing, and if they win this um, series, they'll go on to the Stanley Cup Finals. So Boston's Boston's okay as a fan base, I'd say at the moment. <laughs> this is why everybody doesn't like you, dude. Like reigning, we're so good. Reigning, reigning World Series champions, reigning NFL Super Bowl champions, and you're all stressed out because your mediocre basketball team lost. Come on, man. Get it again. In the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, back to feeling okay because the Bruins are playing extremely well. Alright. Um, so I did watch Game of Thrones, but I watched Game of Thrones like an idiot and missed Game 7 of Toronto versus Philadelphia. Oh yeah, I may be on the Toronto Raptors bandwagon. I'm down with that. Bye. Me and Drake. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if you saw, you, I mean, you obviously didn't see that shot live. It was right. incredible. Um, but <clears throat> even better than that shot is there's all these, you know, like epic moment photographs where Kawhi Leonard has put his shot up and he's crouching down with his arms out. And then there's just some random dude photobombing him just like 
posting up like right on the ground next to him. And I have no idea who that guy is, but it was amazing. Yeah, it's a guy like on I know who you're talking about, like black dude who like might be on the bench or might just be like someone in Drake's like posse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he's just he's just photobombing Kawhi. It's like clearly a photobomb and he's there and it's just so perfect. Yeah. It's he's I, it's so good. That photo should win the Pulitzer Prize. I know that's what I'm saying. It's so good. <clears throat> like I, I would like to nominate that guy for a dump on the ump all star. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like category photo bomb. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Because that shit was, I mean, not to take anything away from Kawhi Leonard, because that shot was amazing. Uh, Like, in the face of Joel Embiid, who's a good foot taller than he is, let's say. Um, But just the photobomb really takes the cake, I think. Really seals that as an NBA moment for the ages. Yeah. No, that was amazing. Four bounces and it falls. Joel Embiid, who I like, breaks down in tears and walks off the floor. I mean, you can't you, you, you can't ask for a better NBA ending than that. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that's the shot that you dream about for your entire like. That's all the kids are talking about. Like that's right. what they think about. Right. It's like the equivalent of there being two outs, bases loaded, full count in the bottom of the ninth. With yeah. the tie game, you know, um, but <clears throat> the what I thought I also really liked about that moment is they interviewed Kawhi Leonard about it, and his response to it was really good. And he said, "It's like you know, whenever I find myself in a position that like a situation that I've never been in that situation before, I just like kind of pretend that I do it all the time." <laughs> <laughs> He basically said, "You just you fake it until you make it." But yeah. he, like his whole thing was like, "I just pretend that I'm. That's just what I do all the time, even if I've never done it before." <laughs> and that was like his response to that shot, that moment, which I thought was really great. Yeah, that guy's badass. I'm <laughs> Kawhi. That guy, the guy who. Do you want to know who that guy is? That's the next to Kawhi Leonard, or you? Yeah, just, like yeah. no, definitely. Okay. We need to put it. We need. I need to put his name in officially as yeah. on the application. Right, Jordan Lloyd. Who is he? He is a player for the Raptors who oh, nice. got suited up, yeah. but wearing a suit. Um, he wasn't wearing a suit. He was wearing Timberlands. He was wearing like a track suit. I feel yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Well, that you know, that's basketball suit. Right. <laughs> a basketball suit. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that guy's the fucking man. Yeah, he really is. Uh, Jordan Lewis? Jordan Lloyd. Lloyd. Okay, so I invited Kawhi Leonard on to Dump on the Ump. He hasn't responded yet, so maybe Jordan Lloyd will come on the show. Yeah, as honorary... As an honorary dump on the ump all-star. All-star nominee. You guys yeah. have to you have to ratify that. But I'd yeah. like to formally submit right. his name as a dump on the ump all-star. <laughs> yeah, I mean you you really gotta get on uh you gotta get on Twitter and just see all the all of the tweets about it because it is hilarious. <laughs> um <laughs> 
love it. I love it. He's having a lot of fun with it, too. It's so good. They're talking about cover art for Drake. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so Toronto v. Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals. I've got the Bucks in seven only because they have home court advantage. I really think this is going to be a very even series. You've got two genuine superstars in Kawhi Leonard and Giannis Atikampo, the Greek god. I don't know which team is honestly better. What do you guys think? I disagree with Marin. I like the Greek freak way better than the Greek god. You like Greek freak better than yeah. Greek? Yeah. I'm with Makes him sound freak. like a crazy person, you know what I mean? Which I like. He is a freak too, like a freak of nature. Not like Do you a remember freak. that cartoon Freakazoid? Did you guys ever watch that? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Not really. Okay. No. I, vague, I vaguely remember it. It's like a WB thing. I was really into it for like two years. Go on. Anyway, basketball. I feel like that's a great matchup. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be amazing. Um, Kyle Kawhi Leonard I mean, seems I mean, kind of unstoppable. Who? Kawhi Leonard. So does Antetokounmpo, though. Right. That's the whole thing. And they're not going to guard each other. They're different positions. Maybe they'll guard each other at some point when they realize that nobody else on Toronto can stop Giannis. But, I mean... You've got, what, old Mark Gasol, Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka. Maybe I'm talking myself into the Raptors. Who else is on right. the Rockies team? No, Serge Ibaka, I, I like. Ibaka and, and um, Gasol. Giannis will be a good, a fun matchup because I think Gian, I think Ibaka might be the, is he the shot blocking leader, perhaps? Um, I mean, he, he's I mean, got... He's, He's, He's a defensive center. Yeah, incredible He's rim protector. And he doesn't, of course, have the mass that Giannis does. But um, I don't, you know, I think Giannis is, I, I think that the Raptors are going to fool them, to be perfectly honest. Really? really? Yeah, I feel like that, that matchup is definitely in favor of Toronto. And I don't think it'll go, I, I'm going to boldly say that that it goes to Toronto in five. Wow. Wow. That's a bold take. Not even six. Yeah, maybe. Who else does Giannis have? Who else can get buckets for Milwaukee? If Toronto shuts down Giannis, who's going to get buckets for the Bucks? Well, that's the thing. They look to their three-point shooting, right? So you got Milton, you got Bledsoe, Bledsoe and you got Hill. And then, um, what's his name? Borgen come back from his injury. Brogdon, whatever the hell his name is. Um, and he's a big three-time shooter. But their whole game is give the ball to Giannis in the paint or shoot a ball three from three to five feet beyond the arc. And that puts too much pressure on your on those two facets of the game, in my mind. Huh. Whereas Toronto is much but more rounded in all facets of the game. So Right. And also Obaka can maybe like wrestle Giannis for some rebounds. Right. Like, I think that in that last game they were yeah. talking about the crazy amount of offensive rebounds that he had in that last Raptors game. And like 
right 15 offensive rebounds or some crazy shit like that and that's gonna like that's gonna cut into Giannis's game too interesting yeah, uh, yeah maybe I'm coming around to your point of view I mean Giannis is not like even in the Philly series I mean in the Boston series even if he was against Philly okay let me rephrase this if it were Milwaukee v Philly Giannis would still clearly be the best player on the court in Milwaukee v. Toronto, he is not clearly the best player on the court. Probably still the best player on the court. But not clearly. But not clearly, yeah. Hawaii definitely gives him a run for his money. Yeah. I don't know. It should be a good series. I just just feel like Toronto has got the better better team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but I got a lot I want to talk about, and we're running out of time. I want to talk about True Detective. I want to talk about Game of Thrones. I want to talk about uh, Jupiter, Florida. On play some trivia. What do you guys want to talk about? I think we should do Game of Thrones real quick, just because you know we only got the two weeks left, and then we never have to talk about it again. Thank God. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> so fucking done with this show. So in the last episode, in the last episode, Danny Targaryen does her heel turn and fucking roasts King's Landing with Drogon. And the internet was so, like, mad about that. Yeah. Twitter was, like, yeah, really upset. And yet, and, and Reddit. And Reddit. And I was, simulta- I was simultaneously, like, what did you expect... Right, but also, yeah, they executed it really poorly. Well, I'm going to put out a potentially unpopular opinion here, okay? Yes. I feel like I, whatever, 10 years ago, was promised at some point that these dragons were going to fuck some serious shit up, and that that had, like, they had not paid me that debt that they had owed me for 10 years until this past weekend. So <clears throat> I can understand some of the griping of the shit that I've read on the internet, but like, I gotta say it was like intensely satisfying to see that dragon tear down that fucking castle. You know what yeah, I mean? Like I do. I've been waiting for that. Not even that single handedly take out the fleet take out that wall, like, when he came up behind the Lannister defenders and just blew the wall open. The Golden Company? The Golden Company. Yeah. Um, and, and one thing I thought this episode did really well was turn it from the first half of the episode where me as audience, I'm going, like, fuck yeah, go, like, it's Top Gun. Like, you're blowing up all the fucking boats and the Defenders, and the Golden Company, and then it turned to, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, when he just starts roasting everybody. Right. And then you feel like you're in Dresden in 1945. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was sweet. I also liked, um, what else did I like? Uh, kind of liked I kind of liked Euron Greyjoy's ending. Did you? I did not. Go ahead. 
I thought it was fucking. I thought that was possibly one of the more ridiculous things in the entire series, where he right. like his ship blows up, he washes up on shore. He's like, oh, there's Jamie Lannister. I'm gonna kill him. You know, like just randomly. He's like, oh, fuck this guy. And but I really liked when he was like, you get to kill two kings, and he's like, you're not a king. He's like, well, I fucked a queen. You know, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really good line. <laughs> Um, and just like not it, it's sad that Euron Greyjoy is not the worst character. Rank the Greyjoys. Every single fucking Greyjoy is such a piece of shit. Like, why does the show think this guy's cool for some reason? Yeah, no, I just I thought that was good. And it was like he was just kind of ridiculous and pointless to the entire show as a yeah. whole. And so they kind of gave him a ridiculous and pointless ending, which I thought was good. Uh-huh. Um, and I like when I, 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 me and Eli watched that show together, actually. And at the end of it, I was pretty upset. And I'm like, or not upset, but I was like not happy with the way it went down. I've like thought a lot about it and come around. Because like, what the fuck are they supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like, there's too much shit to do. They gotta right. just—they gotta burn everything to the ground, literally. You They're know? supposed to set it up better in the first six episodes, uh, six seasons, right. and not spend fucking half the time in marine fucking around and right. then just have to like. That they—they—they are pushing the VHS fast forward button on this season to make Daenerys a villain. You know, because it's there in the plot, right? Okay. Like, I'm I'm going to say, yeah, it makes sense that eventually Daenerys goes crazy. She's isolated. She's power hungry. She loses her mind. But they pushed fast forward to the point where you can see the little gray lines on the screen. Our younger viewers won't know what I'm talking about. And then, poof, she's crazy. She's going to kill you all. Kill what do you, you think later. about this alternate ending? Because... I think I've been thinking about it a lot this week as well. Um, and I, I, I think it would have been so much better and more in line with, the, with sort of the character development through all of those seasons if Daenerys had come to King's Landing and killed Cersei in a way that saved the people from Cersei so that she was the hero. And then in the final season, John, who in retrospect, realized that he was but one knife stroke away from all of Westeros in power, kills it, like, stabs Daenerys in the back. Oh, so like, he's a villain instead of Daenerys. Right. Like, yeah, like how that. sweet would that have been? Because yeah. John is, like, this incorruptible, always does right guy, and, like, that's the plot twist, is, like, well, when when presented with ultimate power, we're all corruptible. I yeah, like that. that. I think it's way better. And then Dan, my idea, my idea was not fuck as good. John Snow. Fuck John Snow. My idea was less good. My idea was okay. The Lannisters surrendered. Uh, we won the battle. Don't toast everybody. Fucking walk up to King's Landing uh, to the what's it called? The Red Keep arrest Cersei, put her on trial, give her one of those cool earbuds they gave the Nazis in the Nuremberg trials, put her in a glass box, poof, it's the Nuremberg trials, 
you got like dudes with glasses and bald heads, and we're just watching a documentary from 1954. <laughs> <coughs> right. I don't think they could have pulled that off in two episodes. Hannah Arendt in the in the journalism box. It would be fun. We'd watch it. Educational. <laughs> this is why I'm not allowed to write for this show. Right. Okay. Or how about this? End of next episode. Boom. Jon Snow wakes up. He's in like a medical hospital during World War One. The entire thing was a dream induced by morphine. I like it. <clears throat> that'd be cool. Or they'd be like, what? <laughs> there's some British horror like, movie that is that. Morphine Damn, there's a British horror movie that does that. <laughs> the number of morphine cases that would suddenly spike in this country would be like, yeah, <laughs> so dangerous. Uh, right. It's like the opioid epidemic would just, that would be the tipping point. Like, <laughs> right. just everyone would die. And then everyone who dies of the opioid epidemic is raised as a white walker. Boom. We live in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game, Game of Thrones Part 2, 2019. Yeah. Uh, well, they should hire us. <laughs> right. Game of Thrones... <laughs> All of a sudden is True Detective Season 4, Jupiter, Florida. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> oh, we're not going to have time. Epicenter of the White Walker opi- opioid epidemic. What was it? The. Bath salt. Bath salt. No, Flocka Flocka. <laughs> flocka Flocka. No, bath salt and my like, human candle cannibalism. Right. Yeah. That Florida was real famous for that. Wait, is there any other kind of cannibalism? Um, non bath salt induced cannibalism. No, no, I mean like, like like if a cow eats a cow, is that cannibalism? Yeah, because who eats their young? What animal species eats their young? It's like the type with an egg. Yeah, Floridians. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. See Sorry, guys. Florida. <laughs> All right, we got a lot to talk about. I want to I want to bookmark some shit for next week for us to talk about because I think we're on to something about Jupiter. We're on to you, Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. You don't think we're not watching you. Um, we got one more week of Game of Thrones to talk about next week. We've got NBA playoffs. Right now it's Tuesday. The Blazers are losing. Yeah. What inning is it? The seventh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump. For Sam and Eli, my name is Joel. Please check us out on all of your social media platforms. Give us a subscription, a rating, and a review on Apple iTunes. Excuse me. Please check us out on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash hemp. Everyone. Check us out on Spotify. We are on Spotify now. You can also tweet at us at Dump on the Up. That's me talking mostly on Twitter. Like our Facebook page. Check us out on Instagram. That's uh, me and Sam. Sam is pretty active on the old Instagram. I'm good right, with this, hashtags. He's good with hashtags. I'm trying to get better. Um, anything we missed, gentlemen? Nope. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, 
Thank you so much for listening. Have a good evening. And give it a break. Kitty's niggas the look, the verse, and even the hook. That's why every song sound like Drake featuring Drake. Straight, white, free. Why is it always me? Got us watching our words like it's wide taps on the team. Cause I show love. Never get the same out of niggas. Guess it's funny how money can make change out of niggas for real. So nobody started feeling themselves. A couple somebody started killing themselves. A couple albums dropped. Those are still on the shelf. I bet them shit.